When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey love, welcome to the Selfish Bay Podcast, aka Selfish Talk, hosted by me, Olenike O.C. Selfish Babe is a personal development and women's lifestyle brand dedicated to women learning how to selfishly and authentically love themselves. On this podcast, expect to have your mind expanded, curse words said, and to gain a new perspective about who the fuck you are. Let's get into it. The Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast is sponsored by my company, Goddess Detox. Goddess Detox is a holistic wellness company dedicated to providing women with self-love inspired products to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox. If you are a woman wanting to detox her ex, detox negative emotions, as well as to get more in tune with yourself and your vagina, check out our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls, as well as our Queen's Theme and Queen's Throne Combo, which is the in-home vaginal steam set for your convenience. You can find out more information on our products at goddessdetox.org, as well as follow at goddessdetox on Instagram. Tell them Olenike OC sent you. Hey, beautiful Selfish Babe, it is your girl, Anika O.C. So on today's uh, Selfish Talk podcast episode, I got to sit down with Monique Rodriguez, who is CEO and founder of Mayel Organics, a really booming, fast-growing hair and beauty brand. You may have seen some of their products in Target and Sally, and this company is Black-owned and woman-owned. And what I really enjoy when I was talking with Monique was really her spiritual conviction um, as you guys know, you guys already know, you know, my own personal spiritual beliefs. So it's really nice to sit down with somebody that our beliefs may differ a bit, but like her conviction in her, her spiritual connection is so, so beautiful. And her faith is so, so beautiful. And I think that, you know, all of our selfish babes, including myself, can learn more than a thing or two from Miss Monique. So, so please, please, please listen to this episode, listen to her journey, be inspired, to do your own thing, right? Um, She's really, really spearheading a beautiful company and it is a global company. And, you know, if you're ever in Target or Sally's, definitely check out uh, Mayel Organic. She has some really, really great products for your hair. But I love it. When you guys are listening, please tag us on Instagram. I have the information below. And definitely send Monique a wonderful message about what you learned from the podcast and how this episode has impacted you. And remember to leave a five-star review for our podcast. All right, guys, here we go. Hey, beautiful Selfish Babes, it is your girl, Olenike Osi here, bringing you another Selfish Babes Selfish Talk podcast with the beautiful, beautiful founder and CEO, Miss Monique Rodriguez of My L Organic. Say hello, love. Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> so today, um, I just want to say thank you, first of all, Monique, for joining us. I really, really appreciate it. And I know the Selfish Babes that are listening are really, really appreciative of, as, of you being here as well. And so I just want to start off the podcast asking, you know, what is your idea of a selfish babe? And if you don't know much about selfish babe, it's okay, I'm going to break it down. But what is your idea of a selfish babe when you first hear it? Um, So when I think of selfish babe, I think of putting yourself first. Um, Because, you know, I'm a big advocate of pouring into yourself because if you don't pour into yourself you are not whole or saying to pour into someone else and I do think that we're all here as vessels on this earth to serve others that's what we're here for but in order for you to serve you have to be poured into so for me when I think of your podcast I think of it as a way that women can pour into ourselves so we can um, be motivated be encouraged to know ourselves and be self-aware to get ourselves together so we can be a better person for the people that we serve. That's what I think. 
I love that. You have it, you hit it right on the nail. That's exactly what Selfish Babe is about. Uh, it's really just about you selfishly and authentically loving yourself, changing yeah. the narrative of being selfish to really focusing, for women to focus on themselves so that they are able to help other people. Like one thing I always say is that, you know, you can be selfish and you're going to serve the community so much more because automatically when somebody thinks of being selfish, it's usually in like a negative connotation. Right. There's a lot of negativity around it. And so it's really just changing that narrative. So thank you so much for sharing what you think it means to be a selfish babe. Now I want to get into how did you start Myel Organics? Because um, I'll go to Target and I'll see your products. Either they are not there because they're rather sold out. So <laughs> how did you start this hair company? Yeah, so I started my Yellow Organic six years ago in 2014, and I started it because I've always loved um, beauty and hair ever since I was a little girl. I remember playing with baby dolls. I was so obsessed with baby dolls that I would like do their hair all the time. And, you know, obviously the baby dolls that my mom bought me at that time, they were Caucasian and had blonde straight hair. Yeah. I thought that that's how my hair should look as well too. So I grew up um, just really being obsessed with hair and trying to get my hair to look a certain way, even though I didn't know that's how it wasn't, it wasn't supposed to look that way. So I didn't necessarily know how to embrace my hair. I just knew I loved hair and mm -hmm. I did everything possible to make sure that my hair was always taken care of. Um, I was always very particular about my hair. I remember my mom always telling me, um, when I was younger growing up, like, don't let anybody put their hands in your hair because everybody don't have those hands for your hair. So hair was a big thing for me growing up. And so it's always been a passion of mine. But however, I never thought growing up that hair was something that I could turn into like a career. Yeah. Um, I didn't see entrepreneurs growing up, let alone black women entrepreneurs. I thought that being a business person was something that white males did yeah. honestly um so I didn't see that so it wasn't something that was tangible it wasn't something that I really thought that I could accomplish because it's like when you grow up you can't be what you don't see so right. I didn't see. but however I still always had a vision in me and even when I was younger I would play um you know how most little kids they play um house they play mom and dad like we would play house, I would be the business person. Like I would walk around with the briefcase. So it was always in me to like, just go my own way and do something different than like what the other kids were doing. Yeah. Uh, but my mom always instilled in me growing up that you, um, I want to set you up for success. Now my mom worked at a hospital, University of Chicago hospital. She worked there for like 35 years. So she started there before I was born. So she would always take me to work with her. So I was exposed to like nurses. I was exposed to healthcare at a very young age. Even mm -hmm. though she wasn't a nurse, it was something that she wanted to do, but she wasn't able to do that because of her financial situation growing up. She wasn't able to afford to go to college. Okay. So never became a I nurse. Interrupt you. So did your mom tell you that she wanted to be a nurse and she told you this background story? Say that one more time. Did your mom tell you this as you were growing up? She was, was she saying, hey, I've always wanted to be a nurse? Like, how did you find out that she wanted to be a nurse? Not till I got older. Not till I got older. And she really started pushing it. Yeah. Um, and when I got older and I saw that, you know, so all of her friends were nurses. Yeah. And most of that, you know, I saw like our situation, like I didn't come from a wealthy background. We came from a low middle class black background. So I really saw my mom struggle, but she tried her best not to, have us think that she was struggling but as I got older and I started to see and even now when I look back I was like wow like she really struggled but of course when you, you know how people say when you're poor you don't even realize you're poor because yeah. like you know you have so much love my mom did everything for us and and, and we didn't realize that we were like really like poor yeah. so um but I also saw her friends that had more than us yeah so, I saw that she had a lot of nurses, but they were driving nice cars. They lived in nice homes. So I thought that this was the way to go. And she always, when I got older, she started saying like, you know, if you go to nursing school, you'll always have a job. You'll never be, you know, without a job. It's recession proof. Obviously we see that, especially now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always 
embedded that in my head. Like you, you always have a job. You'll never be without a job. You make great money. Um, so she, her, her thing was, she was setting me up for success to be able to be independent and take care of myself. So I yeah. thought that was the right thing to do. Go to college, uh, graduate, work your nursing job until it's time for you to retire. And then you, then you enjoy life when you retire. So when I started, I did, I went to nursing school right after high school. Um, and when I graduated college, I graduated at the age of 22. Uh, I also, I also had had my first daughter, Mia. As soon as I graduated um, college, she was like, I think six months old. Wow. And I started working as a nurse. And the first day that I set foot on this floor, of course, I was excited because, you know, I was making great money. I had bought a new car. We had, you know, moved into our new home. Me and my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time. So, yeah. like, I felt like I was really doing the, the thing because I was 22. I had all this stuff. Yeah. The heroes that came from where I came from did, were not doing half the things that I was doing. So I thought I was, like, living large. Yeah. But I saw that the nurses that I worked with, they were miserable. Like my, the older senior nurses, they were um, not happy. They were just like always complaining. And it, it, it just, it wasn't something that I admired to be. It wasn't inspiring to me. And I'm like, I don't want to be like that when I'm like 50 and, and being miserable. And then I see how your body breaks down working as a nurse because it was a lot of labor. Yeah. This is for the rest of my life. So that's when I knew that, like, I this is not, this cannot be life. Like, mm-hmm. not fulfilled. Like, this is not a fulfilled life to me. So throughout my nursing career, I've tried to start different businesses. I tried to do, like, you know, Mary Kay, Cincy Candles, yeah. Avon. Um, I was, like, with the direct sale cable company. I even tried to start a jewelry business. I tried to start a nursing agency. All those things that I was trying to start because I was looking for a way out of nursing because I was, like, this cannot be, like, reality. Like, I think in order for me to be happy, I need to make a lot of more money so I can get out of this career that I don't want to be in. Yeah. Um, so the mindset at that time was I need to make a lot of money so I can get out of this career. The yeah. mindset wasn't let me discover what my passion is and let me discover what I'm really gifted in and let me operate in that and let me chase my, my dream and my vision. That wasn't the mindset at that time. So when, but when you thought about, you need to like make a lot of money, your first thought was I need to start a business because that's the way to make money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so when I decided that, so everything shifted in 2013 so, um, of course, I had my second child in 2009, Mackenzie. And then in 2013, I got pregnant again with my third child. And mm-hmm. I, I was a high-risk pregnancy because Mackenzie was also a preterm baby. I had to have a uh, cesarean section where my uterus was cut up and down. And mm-hmm. so that high risk for subsequent uh, pregnancies. Mm-hmm. However, after Mackenzie, my husband and I were not planning on having any more kids. Excuse me, but of course we got pregnant again. And when I got pregnant, of course, I, you know, I was like, I'm going to enjoy this pregnancy, even though it wasn't something that I was expecting, I'm still going to enjoy this pregnancy. Um, and in 2013, I had a uterine rupture. So the pregnancy before that caused me to be high risk with my subsequent pregnancy. And the, the unthinkable happened when I had a uterine rupture. Um, what happens when you have a uterine rupture? Cause I also used to be a labor and delivery nurse. Yeah. Um, the, uterus opens up the baby now is floating in your abdomen the baby should not be floating in your abdomen and oh, so wow. once it starts floating in your abdomen it cuts off the the blood supply from the placenta to the baby so the baby gets no oxygen and so yeah. that's why my son he was born brain dead because of lack of oxygen and how long it took for them to deliver me so when that happened it was like my whole world turned upside down it was like so tragic like i really I really did not understand why it was happening to me because I felt that I did everything right. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I going through this when I did everything that I was supposed to? I went to school. I, you know, got married. You know, we had our family, bought a house. Like everything was like going right. So like, why was this happening to me? And I couldn't understand it. The only thing that was not right in my life was I didn't have a relationship with God. and nor was I even seeking God in anything that I was doing. So before that happened to me, 
I was really trying to figure out things on my own yeah. and not um, seeking God for guidance and not, you know, just seeking him first and everything. Yeah. Difference. So, and when that happened to me, um, at that point, you have nobody else to lean on. My mom, of course, my mom and my husband were supportive, but they couldn't help me get through that situation. Nobody can help me get through that situation other than God. And that's who through because I could have came out depressed. I could have came out suicidal. I could have came out and not even been present for my two girls that I have. Yeah. It could have been like just bad. But the, the way that I was able to make it through was because God got me through this. God provided people in my life and provided resources to help me get through this. And he, um, he showed me that, listen, I'm an inviting guy. Like the door is always open for us to have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. But he does give us free will mm-hmm. and we have free will whether or not we want to choose to have that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So God was like, the door, the door is open. Now, are you going to try to give me a try? And that's when I said, I'm going to try to live my life different. And I'm going to start seeking God first in everything that I do. And I'm going to let him be the leader of my life. And that's when me and my husband, we got saved. We started going to church on a regular basis. Um, really started getting into the word, really started to get an understanding of God. And that's how I was able to get through what I was going through. And then also when you get to know God, God will also start speaking to you. He'll start revealing things to you. And so the idea popped into my head one day to talk about hair on social media. Hmm. It wasn't intentional to start a hair care brand. It was, let me just share my journey of transitioning back to my natural curls. Cause what I felt to mention is that from the age of 12 till I was in my 30s, I had always straightened my hair. Yeah. My hair curly because, and my mom started taking me early because she didn't want to be bothered with my hair. Yeah. So when you put so much heat on your hair, it's, it's just like, it's probably more damaging than a relaxer. So from 12 until my 30s, my hair had always been fried. And when I was going through that, I'm like, I don't want to wear my hair straight anymore. Of course, you're going through your emotions. You got a lot of hormones. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to be like who I used to be. Yeah. Because I didn't want to be who I used to be. I was going through this transformation and it started with my hair. Uh My journey on social media of me just wanting to embrace, you know, my natural self, who I was, go back to my natural curl pattern, um, just embrace who like God created me to be. and. I started sharing that journey on social media. And then after that, I started discovering like, you know, different ingredients and different ways that I can make um, my hair healthy. And mm-hmm. I would make uh, concoctions at home Yeah, that on social media. And I kept doing it, kept being consistent with it. And also, in addition to that, I was also posting like inspirational quotes on yeah. my social media page. Yeah. And, and what little, little do people know when I was doing that, I was posting those quotes to uplift myself. Wow. And, um then people started asking like can I buy your concoctions that you're like your DIYs like you know I started posting the recipes and people started asking they buy and that's when the light bulb went off and that's when I felt like God was speaking to me like I need you to move and this is the direction I'm moving you in and I did my due diligence I said let me find a chemist let me try to research as much about business branding marketing how to formulate products all that stuff I did a lot of research and that also kept my mind sane from what was going on in my life and yeah. that outlet for me to um, really just uh, talk about hair and that and, and discovering my passion so when people say like sometimes you got to go through painful situations in order to get to your purpose going through that pain led me to my passion, which led me to my purpose, which led me to where I am currently today. Thank you for sharing that. I have a lot of questions because I just want to make sure you went through the whole thing before I start asking questions. Uh, what made you decide to name your company the name that it is? Like, why did you decide to give it that name? Yeah, so it's a combination of my kids' name and all of my kids. Um, so, you know, Mia and Mackenzie, their middle name is Gabrielle. It's the, so the both, so Gabrielle and Ariel. So they both have E-L-L-E. In their in their middle names, yeah. um, they're they're my L's, but M I also stands for Milan, who is my son. So mm-hmm. I have uh, Milan, Mia, and Mackenzie. So it's really their names all combined together. Okay, yeah, I knew you, I knew about your son's name, but I didn't know like 
if he was in your company's name, but now I get the connections. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Um, why did you start posting inspirational quotes? Now, I know you started posting inspirational quotes on your Instagram, but did you see that as you were posting those for yourself, did you see like an uptake in people sharing your content or an uptake in people saying, wow, this really helped me today? Um, it was, I didn't necessarily see people sharing it because um, I don't even think I was looking for that at the time. But what I did see was that people were also being uplifted by the content as well too. Yeah. Now, um, you talked about you wanted to have a closer connection to God and that you started to seek God first in everything that you did. Now, in terms of like after your son passing away, what came into your mind for it to be, I need to go to God. This is how I'm going to heal. You know, what came into your mind to start that connection? Um, what came into my mind? Um, you know, I really don't even, I don't even know because at that time, everything was really a blur, mm. like a, a big blur, like some stuff I still don't remember. Yeah. Uh, oh, you know what I do? I'm sorry. Because when we were going to church, so what, so the thing is my son, he stayed on life support for six months mm -hmm. because even though he was born brain dead, we still didn't let go. Yeah. Um, on life support for six months in the course of him on life support and we were going to church and we were going to church praying for a miracle for like God to wake him up and I remember when we went to church we went to we did the altar call and this lady who was one of the elders at the church she like touched us and she started praying for us and when she was praying for us like I don't remember what she was actually praying but it it just touched us both Mm. and 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 I know it, it touched us both because we both got out in the car after church and we was like wow and I think that was the turning point of like listen we got to start coming on a regular rate. but but yeah so that year was definitely a blur so it's like again some stuff I have a hard time remembering but that was when we went to the altar that lady prayed over us and whatever she said both touched me and my husband and we were like, how did she even know this? Yeah, I like that. And so when you have like, so for the selfish babes, some of my selfish babes um, are not Christian or, you know, but they may more so spiritual. Like for myself, I'm not religious, but I am spiritual. And so for you, I do want to touch on you making that connection, you making that connection with God. And so like in your everyday life, like, how do you have that connection with God? Like, what do you do? Because I know that there are some selfish traits out there that are like, well, I'm ready to make a connection, but I don't necessarily know how that relationship looks. You know what I'm trying to say? So I just want to know for you, like, what do you do to keep that relationship up? Yeah, and the thing is, I'm not religious either. Um, I go to a non-denominational church. Mm -hmm. um, and people that go to the church, you know, they consider themselves Christian you know, so I mean, I guess I fall into the Christian, but I don't, I'm not into like religion. I'm really into, listen, there is one God. I believe in Jesus Christ and, you know, that's who I serve and I, and I read the Bible. So for me to, to nurture that relationship and to, um, just deepen that relationship, I have to read the word every day and also meditate on the word, whether it's a scripture or something, just really meditate on like what that scripture is and how I can apply it to my life. And so I do that every day and I also journal. And I think that sometimes people get intimidated because um, they don't know how to talk to God, but just how we're sitting here having a conversation and talking, like mm -hmm. you can talk to God the same way. And mm -hmm. I don't get confused with religion. Like, listen, there is, if you believe in God, if again, everybody's belief is different. If you believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, like and you believe in his word, you know, you're, you're saved. Um, and, and that's what I go by. You know, again, everybody's belief is different, um, mm -hmm. but that's my belief. And I stand firmly in my belief because I do believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ and I believe in his word. And I believe that you just have a regular conversation with him like I'm having with you. Yeah. And he and when you journal, um, is this like a convert? Is this your conversation with God, or is this just what's on your mind and what you're going through at the moment? What's on my mind and what I'm going through at the moment? Okay. And some you know, everything, everything. <laughs> you say you tell him everything. <laughs> no, that's really good. 
what I, what's on my mind it's a conversation it may be a scripture but it, it may be like okay god this is what i'm declaring and i'm decreeing as well too so that's why i said it's a combination of everything Talk to me more about that, the declaring in, um, into your life. How does that look? How does that like, give me an example of that. So, I mean, one declaration is saying like, I will be successful, you know, um, mm -hmm. I am you know, confident. I, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So mm -hmm. I'm decreeing these things in my life and I'm also writing it down. And the thing is, I'm holding, that's why you got to know God's word, because when you know God's word and you hold him accountable to his word, you know, it's written and, and God wants us to hold him accountable. So if it's a scripture that I feel is related to my life, like one of the scriptures that I've been really holding God accountable is let me be like a tree, a tree that's planted by the rivers and the streams, a tree whose leaves does not wither and that whatever I touch prospers. So what I'm saying is, Lord, let me just stay focused. Let me not get distracted because a tree, the leaves, you don't want your leaves to wither because that means you're, you're wishy-washy. So I want to be firm. I want to be firm in my word. I don't want to move. When people try to say bad things, when people try to say negative things, the tree is not going to move. Yeah. So let me be that tree and let me be firm and that whatever I touch, whatever I grow, it continues to prosper because I'm a tree that's planted firmly and my leaves will not wither. So that's been one of my declarations that I've been speaking over my life every single day. Actually, I love that. Um, so when you say like declare and decree, you know, for me, I say affirmations. Like I affirm that into my life or I call it like affirmative prayer as if I'm, you know, I'm speaking these things into existence. I'm writing these things into existence. I'm understanding the power of my word. Just like I know I can tell in you that you have a strong uh, knowing of the power of your word. And so for me, it's like, I'll speak those things into myself, into my life, and into the world, because I know that's what's coming to me. That's the energy that I, I want to embody. So that's why I wanted you to elaborate more on what you meant by declare and decree, because for me, I just say a affirmation or affirmative prayer, but it, you know, pretty much sounds like the same thing. Basically, yeah. knowing what you want for yourself, speaking it into your life, and even you talking about being like the tree, right? For me, a lot of times, um, I don't think that we pray for the things that we need for ourselves. Sometimes we play, pray for those materialistic things and there's nothing wrong with that. But you talked about being focused, about not caring about what other people are saying, you know, and making sure that the stuff that you are producing is going to be fruitful. And so for yeah. me, when I hear that, it's like, wow, like knowing yourself so much that you know that this is what you want for yourself in your character as well, being aligned in that character of being focused. Whereas I think sometimes um, a lot of people, they're not, or many people, they're not talking about what they can grow within themselves to get the things that they want. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like, I want to be successful, but have you thought about what it takes to be successful? What do you need to change within yourself to, to get there? And so when you mentioned praying for that or and declaring that into your life, I'm like, yes, because I think that, especially more selfish babes, it's nice to talk about your inner character and what you know that your personal struggles are, right? So sometimes I know that I can procrastinate. So my yeah. prayer would be for me to not procrastinate and to do the stuff that I need to be doing on a timely matter, in a timely matter. So yeah, I just wanted to mention that. But um, yeah, you know, now that go ahead, go ahead, love. Yeah, no, now that you said and you you said something, um, you said something too that that was really key. Um, praying for materialistic things, mm -hmm. and you know when I when you said that, I was sitting here thinking like, have I ever prayed for materialistic things? Mm -hmm. And I don't that I have because I feel that if you pray to be a better you within yourself yeah you know God wants us to have a prosperous life but in order for you to be prosperous you got to have wealth I mean you got to have um knowledge you mm -hmm. got to have discernment and and it says like God gives us the power to get wealth you got to have a sound mind so if you're praying for all of those things to be whole within yourself you shouldn't have to pray for materialistic things because those things are going to come based off of you evolving and the evolution of your mindset. Because mm -hmm. success, I think people, um, they look at success from a materialistic standpoint, mm -hmm. but that's not success. Success is really the evolution of your mindset and how you evolve. And once you grow and you, you start speaking positivity and speaking those positive affirmations over your life, like those materialistic things they'll just come. I don't feel that you have to pray for those things. You pray for God 
to, to just make you stronger, to make you better, to give you the knowledge, to give you the skill set, to give you the visions, to give you the ideas, to give you the creativity to be prosperous, and those things will come. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. You had mentioned um, when you were growing up and a little bit about like just um, European standards of beauty. Like I know that when I was growing up, I kind of pretty much saw the same things that you had seen in terms of maybe seeing the white Barbie dolls, maybe seeing the Barbie dolls with like the straight blonde hair and really not thinking that that affected me when I was younger until I got older. Until I got older, I was like, no, this really actually affected me. And mm -hmm. because at one point, I wanted to, at one point, I know I remember this. I was like, I think like 15 or 16. I was like, you know, I think I need a nose job. I think I want my, my nose to be a little slimmer. And I wow. never knew why I wanted that. It's just like a thought that came to my mind. And I'm like, it's because of what I see in the media is what I see um, displayed often, right? Because it's like what they're displaying often is kind of telling the world, this is what's acceptable. This is what's beautiful. Uh, you should strive to kind of be like this, right? And so even when you talked about thinking about a, who's a CEO, you know, what's the thing that comes to your mind? And it was a white male. And it's like, why? Why is that the first thing, right? And so it's just asking ourselves these questions of like, wow, I never thought about that. Why is that? And so I'm mm -hmm. so glad to see people like yourselves and even myself to be CEOs to kind of change like how that looks for other people. And like, even when I, you know, got into grad school, I was doing a study on skin bleaching because I have a Jamaican background. And so, and I listen to a lot of dance hall and reggae music. And in the culture at that, at that point in time, like probably like 10 years ago, skin bleaching was a real big thing, especially in the music. They were always talking about buying the creams and the soaps. You go to the beauty supply store, that's what you'll see advertised. And so when I would go to the like major, like black beauty supply stores, I'll see like these soaps and these creams. I'm like, well, I got curious as to why people are doing this. And so I actually wrote my thesis on like colorism and skin bleaching. And um, I was striving to be a psychologist at the time, but that's not what I ended up being. Because <laughs> like you, I followed my actual passion. I noticed that I wanted to be a psychologist because of the payment benefits, not because that was actually something I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. But um, I just like you touching on that because it's just like, that has impacted a lot of women of color for a very long time and still impacts us. I know that things are changing and transforming. So when we see ourselves in the different narratives, we see ourselves in this role and this role and this role that we may have not seen ourselves in before. And I think that's just so important because it's like you said, it's like uh, you said you can't be what you don't see, you know? So um, thank you just for sharing that. I really, really appreciate that. And I want to know um, for you as a mom and as a wife, like, and as, you know, as a CEO, I would just think that you're extremely busy. I don't know. But my thing is, what do you do to remind yourself of joy in your life? Because for me, especially when I'm talking to my selfish babes, we're always talking about self-love. And one of the things that I think is so important is us having joy and experiencing joy in our life and to be reminded about that. And so for you, what do you like to do to be reminded that joy is here in your life? Um, what I think one of the things that I like to do is to really just enjoy nature. Mm, um, that it's a reminder that like, you know, man did not create this, like who created the clouds in the sky, who created the sky, like who created the bugs that crawl, like who created the grass, like who created the water, like it's all God's creations. Yeah. And I know that God, his will for us to, is, is to have joy. And joy is something that doesn't waver. Happiness is an emotion that can uh, be dependent upon circumstances. Joy is everlasting and uh, he gives us joy. So that is a reminder for me when I just like go outside and like just absorb the nature. Yeah. Uh, it's a re constant reminder of like God's joy. So even where I live and I was very intentional about where we chose to live. Um, it's a lot of greenery. It's a lot of trees. It's yeah. a lake. And, and for me, I wanted to, I chose a place where we lived at just because I know that's what I love to like, just absorb, especially in the summertime, just absorb like God's, you know, his creation and it's just fulfilling and that's joyful to me. I love that. Yeah, I like going out in nature as well. I was just at um, Oak Creek the other day, yesterday, and um, it was getting nighttime, and so the, the moon is almost full now, so it's out. And me and my friend, I said, look, we had turned around and looked up at the sky, and I was like, wow, 
that's beautiful. Yeah. Like it's mm -hmm. just beautiful to see. <laughs> now, um, as you have beautifully gotten older, what are some things um, that you have grown to learn that maybe surprised you? Some things that I've grown to learn as I've gotten older? Yeah, that maybe you didn't know before. That's a good question. Nobody has ever asked me that question. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. Something that I have learned as I've gotten older. Um, I've learned one of the things is <laughs> no matter how nice you are to people, like the world doesn't care. It still doesn't matter. People will treat you based off of how they feel. Uh -huh. Um, and, 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 when that happens, like you still can't waver or change who you are, still be true and original to who you are. Yeah. Um, and that even though as hard as it is, as hard as it is to not let people steal your joy based off of their own internal ways, because hurt people hurt people. And the majority of the time when they're lashing out and they have an attitude and they're upset is because they're hurting within themselves. Uh -huh. um, that's one thing. And I'm, and the thing is, it's, it's an everyday process because, you know, especially being out in the open and, and having the influence that I have and just putting myself out there. I also put myself out there for ridicule, criticism. Yeah. And, you know, I hear, you know, I hear it all the time and it's like, really? Like, that's what you think about me? Like, you don't even know me, but yeah. I have learn that it's not a reflection of me and, and not to worry about what people say about me because again if it's not said to me then it hasn't ever been said yeah. a lot of people will say things about you but when it's time to approach you they they're silent yeah. so a reflection of how they feel about themselves inside and that's one of the things that I've have had to learn and it's still a challenge because you're you're like well I feel like if I treat people good, if I treat people nice, that should come back in, in return to me, but it doesn't always come back in return. You know, you see people that just don't like themselves and therefore they're not going to like you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So still, you think, still, be, still be a good person though, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> the person, because, you know, at the end of the day, you, do, you don't do things to serve people. I mean, you don't do things to please people. You do things to please God. That's true. Okay. And now, um, you and your husband, right, Melvin? You guys have been together for how long now? We've been together for 20 years. Wow. And, uh, but I've known him since I was 12. Wow, wow. Yeah, and we've been together since I was 16, and I'm 36. So, okay, and you both um, play a role in the company, correct? You, got, you guys are partners in the business? Yes. So you know, with working on the business and growing the business together and then, you know, being husband and wife, how do you guys keep it going? Like, and I say this, like, I know you may not have all the answers, but I know that there's still some selfish babes that, you know, are looking for something long-term or to build something with somebody long-term, but the divi divorce rates are increasing as well. So for you all, how do you guys keep it, you know, keep it going? Um, I think it's because at the end of the day, like, I think we, well, not think, <laughs> I know we, we we like each other. We genuinely like each other. Yeah. Um, and we're also like best friends. So we're friend, we're married, but we, we have grown up together. So like, I know him like the back of my hand. Like I know probably what he's going to say before he even says it. Same thing for me. He knows what I'm going to say before I say it. He knows when I'm upset. He knows when I'm happy. So it's like, we just, like, we just know each other so well because we've grown, like, I've known him since I was 12. Yeah. So we literally, like, known each other more than, like, half the time that we've been on this earth. Yeah. So have developed a, a great friendship, first and foremost, and, you know, we still like each other. And even though we don't always get along, because I'm not here to say that our marriage is perfect, because it's not, there are times where... I literally will want to choke him yeah. and probably wants to choke me as, as well. <laughs> and then it's also taking ownership because, you know, if you do something wrong, I have to take ownership and be the bigger person and apologize. And he has to do that as well too. So you have to have communication. So um, do we always communicate properly? No. And that's what, when we have fights or arguments, it's because we don't communicate properly. So we always have to remember 
Um, communication is key, keeping God first and knowing that the enemy will try to come in and um, tear our marriage down. But as long as God is at the center, like no man or no enemy can break what God has binded together. And we are binding together with God first and yeah. nobody can break that bond. So like, I'm not worried, you know, people, even when my husband started the Instagram page, um, some, some it was funny because some people were like, um, you better watch these trolls that's going to try to come in his DM. And I'm like, listen, I'm not worried about like that. Number one, I have access to his DM. So if they do DM, DM him, they're Maybe talking both of y'all. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, like, I don't worry about that because, and I also feel that, you know, if your man steps out on you or vice versa, if you step out on your man and you decide to have another relationship or whatever, that person was not meant for you in the first place mm-hmm. because what God has binded together, like he's going to keep it together. And there's always a reason. So I don't worry about those things because I know that we're like this and, mm-hmm. and can, can break what God has binded together. So um, that's just my philosophy. And he feels the same way. And the thing is also we're aligned. Like yeah. we have vision, we have the same goals. We're definitely aligned with each other. So that's also um, a, a factor as well too, because you can have a boyfriend, a husband, that's not aligned with what you're trying to do. You also yeah. have men that get intimidated by a woman yes. her dream. So it also takes a man to be confident in himself and to know that if my girl goes out here and she's building a brand, like that doesn't make me feel less of a man. Like, no, we could build this together. So it also takes a strong, confident man as well too, to know and to be confident in himself to say like, I'm going to just take, take the back seat and I'm going to let my wife be front and center and I'm going to let her accomplish her dreams yeah. because at the day we're, we're family. So, you know, we, we we're building together. And so my husband is definitely okay with being in the back seat and letting me, I guess, have the shine. And it's so crazy because our personalities are so opposite because he's extroverted. I'm introverted. I am the one that really likes to be behind the scenes. He's the one that likes to be around people, okay. but our business works and because it's something that I'm passionate about it has propelled me to be front and center I love that so like what because I know before you were nursed and you started going into the company but did you guys go into it together or were you running it and then he decided to step in like how did you even say hey I want you to be a part of this business with me it, it was from the very beginning so the day that we launched May 23rd so I had um you know of course I was the one that was researching like how to create products because that's not something that he would um, um, want me, like he wouldn't even be interested in creating products. So that I did like the initial work of like researching, like how I wanted products to work because I was also testing it on my hair. Yeah. The day that I launched, he was, um, he also played a factor in helping me. Like he would go to like the different chemists um, that I would uh, have meetings with. He would go to the meetings with me just to kind of like, because you always need two people, I feel. Okay. to vet people out and says so you guys can like because we will always ask so what do you think well what do you think and then you know see if you your guy your opinions match so he would go to meetings with me um so he wasn't necessarily in the product formulation aspect of it before i started but the day that i launched may 23rd um and like orders started coming in like he immediately stepped up and he was still working well we both were working yeah. and but uh, like immediately helped pack the I only had one product then so yeah. it was about oil and he would be up like helping me print labels and packing it so from the very beginning he always stepped up to like support because I mean here I am I'm also a mom I still gotta take care of my kids yeah. trying to also build this so he was there from the very beginning I love that and like how do you keep the romance alive and I'm only saying this because like you know I have a business partner and we used to date and we were together and he really helped build my business got us detox we're no longer in a relationship but we are still good friends and we're still great business partners so for me how do you keep the love alive because I know even for me at one point we were both working from home working on the business because that's you know we got our livelihood from the business now at that point and so it's just like how do you keep the romance alive and the love alive apart from business because what I've seen is that sometimes business can overtake a lot of that if you let it but yeah. how do you guys you know keep the love and the romance alive and apart from business like y'all you know y'all together yeah I think you said the key word if you let it yeah so you have to be intentional with doing things 
with your husband or your boyfriend and that's one thing and it takes both parties so yeah of course we fall off and we may go a month or so and we be like dang like we didn't even do anything together so we have <laughs> and that's where communication comes in it's like up oh, um when you gonna like pay me some attention or like <laughs> or something and of course given the circumstances that we're in we had to be creative and be intentional about that and say okay are you gonna take me on a date night we can go in the backyard but we still need to spend time together so again it starts with communication and being intentional I love that and so now I know you have a podcast it's called the secret sauce podcast can you tell us a little bit about it yeah so the secret sauce podcast I started that because um, I did a mentorship one-on-one um, session last year and while it was great um, I kept getting a lot of a lot more inquiries to from people for me to mentor them and it became a lot and I'm like there's no way that I could I want to pour back into people but in order for me to fully give them my all I still need to be able to um, pour into people but also still focus on building my brand yeah and and I'm going to just start a podcast and I'm going to just share my experience. I'm going to share my expertise via podcast where it's still free, tangible information uh, from my experience on how I built my company that you can still take and apply it to your business as well um, without me, you know, taking time away from building my brand and still being able to like pour into people. So it, it, for me, it was the balance of still helping people but still not taking my focus off of what I'm doing as well I like that I like that a lot and for the selfish babes listening you guys should definitely talk uh check out the secret sauce podcast now when you're um for me like I know you have a lot of products now but what what inspires you to be like mm, I think we need a new product because for me I have two products I'm working on a third one but for you like how do you say hmm, I think I want to add more on you know well for me it's as an entrepreneur, it is um, being a problem solver. Yeah. So whatever problems that I can solve in my community, in the natural hair community, I do it. And for me to solve that problem, it takes me listening, having an ear to the consumer and knowing what the consumer needs are and the wants are. And it doesn't hurt that I'm also the consumer as well. Yeah. So whatever issues or things that I may be like, hearing about or you know seeing that's trending I may take a while and I'll research it to see like okay what are the pros what are the cons how can I make it better and that's how I develop products so like our recent rice water collection just came out it was an ingredient that I had studied for it was it has been trending for like the past three years yeah. I started studying it and looking into it about two years ago and then I decided hey you know what I'm gonna create a collection because I now identified the pros and cons and so I'm gonna make it better and that's how the rice water collection so it's really just listening to my consumers yeah i like that now my last question would be um what do you want your daughters to know about self-love in their own lives what do you want them to to take away from that um so i want my daughters to number one embrace who they are yeah no i want them to know that they are special just the way God created them to be. God did not make any mistakes when he created their hair, their eyes, their nose, their mouth. He created it exactly how he wanted it to be. So it starts with knowing whose you are and knowing who created you. And that when he created you, he cre created you to be special and he created nobody like you. Um, so, and, and because of that, you got to love the creator in order to love yourself. Mm -hmm. um, I want my kids to know that no one should ever be able to dim your light because I always tell my kids, both of them, that you are special, you are favored, you are blessed, and not everybody likes the favor that's on you, and people mm -hmm. want to try to dim your that light because of that. Yeah. But you can never let anyone dim your light you have to always let that light shine because that's the reason why God placed it in you is for that light to continue to shine on on whoever comes in contact with you um, and when you realize that you know you have a light that you are special you're created by the creator who loves you um, and you that's when you have to know that I need to love myself and if I can't love myself I cannot be whole to pour into or to love anyone else so before you get into a relationship whether it's a friendship 
or marriage or boyfriend, you got to know that you love yourself first in order for you to provide love to someone else. Because guess what? Your relationship is not going to work because you're going to be looking for love from this person when you don't even love yourself. So it's, it's firstly important for you to love yourself and to appreciate who you are and to be confident in yourself before you can provide that love to somebody else and even receive the love that comes back from whoever it is that you're in a relationship with as well. I like that perspective on receiving too, because um, uh, for me, what I've learned is that women are so used to give, give, giving, and that sometimes some women have a hard time receiving. Even if I'm like, man, I really love that pink top you have on right now. Some women be like, oh, this whole thing, or you know, whatever. But it's like, oh, thank you. Sometimes I tell women, just take the compliment because that's going to help you on receiving. Because when you learn how to receive, you can also receive the blessings down, coming down to you without, without a second thought. And so I yeah. think that's an important, um, a point, important point that you also made. Now, I want to know, do you have any last words for the Selfish Babes listening today? And where can they find you? Um, so yeah, so my last words I would say would be, um, you know, always keep God at the center. And again, I, I'll go back to my faith, my beliefs, because no matter how many podcasts you listen to, no matter, no matter how many business conferences you attend, no matter how many branding books you read, no matter how many marketing books you read, if you don't have God at the center, it's not sustainable. Mm. Um, and, and whatever you do, you want sustainability. And for me, my sustainability comes from my source. So in every, and and the thing is, I, I know, and I've seen what it's like to not have him first in my life versus him first. I've seen it. So that's why I can share that testimony because I'm a witness to it. Um, so that would be my advice just to keep him first and everything else will fall into place and people can find me. I have a personal page at at exquisite mo it's spelled exquisite like it is in a dictionary mo and then at myel organics m-i-e-l-o-e organics thank you so much beautiful thank you hey beautiful thank you for listening to today's episode of the selfish babe selfish talk podcast if you feel like this episode has helped you in any way and you think that it could be impactful to a girl or a woman that you know definitely send this episode to her Also, make sure to download our Selfish Babe app to receive self-love inspirational messages throughout your day found in the Google Play Store and the Apple App Store. You can also head over to our website, SelfishBabe.com, to join the community. Follow at SelfishBabes with an S on Instagram. Or you can also follow me on Instagram at OlenigayLC. I affirm that you have an amazing day. I will connect with you on the next episode. And I love you. Mwah.